Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Buenos tardes, mi amigo. Hola, my good friend. Cinco de Mayo on Tuesday And I hoped we'd see each other again Good afternoon, good evening, good morning everybody. I am Michael D. Catherwood. Welcome to Mikey Likes You, um, simply the greatest wellness podcast on the planet. Uh, I'll take the fucking Pepsi challenge. Come at me, bruh. If you've got, <laughs> if you're a lady or a man or a child with a wellness podcast, we'll go toe to toe, bro. Oh, sorry. Um, before we get started, I wanted to tell everyone who's not necessarily aware, especially you guys who listen to this podcast. I now have a Patreon. Um. It is everything I wanted to do with this podcast that I simply couldn't do with this podcast because the limitations of a podcast are there. Every single um, different type of media, every medium of communication has its limitations and its its advantages. Um, One of the advantages of the podcast is I'm not restricted on how I can communicate, and you, the listener, can hear inflection, context. You get a better chance to develop understanding of subtext. You know, if I say, hey, fuck you, man, um, you can easily tell if I'm joking around with my friend or if I'm genuinely upset at someone. When I write that in text, it's pretty hard. Sometimes, And I think that's why we all get a little bit more upset with emails and texts from friends and enemies than we would if it was a phone call. But uh, one of the limitations of the podcast is that even though it's a little bit um, more liberating than, say, traditional radio and broadcasting... Um, you still don't get the chance to totally hammer in details and work with people in a more unique and special fashion. Um, I have, I, I think, a responsibility as someone who feels like they're good at their job. I have a responsibility to make this podcast as um, listenable to as broad an audience as possible. Granted, everyone who kind of comes to listen is at least somewhat interested in um a handful of topics, you know, fat loss, health, muscle gain, fitness, blah, 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 recovery, whatever it is. I still want to make and retain and grow the audience. And so I don't go down rabbit holes. And sometimes to really develop um, new skills or understanding of new ideas, you need someone to go down that rabbit hole with you. So that's what this podcast, or excuse me, that's what this Patreon, my new Patreon offers, is that ability for me to go down your rabbit holes with you. Um, I will provide a link 
you can always go to my social media at Mike Catherwood or at Mikey likes you one, the number one. And, um, you know, I, I, I really encourage you to do it. Obviously you'd be doing me a favor by being a patron cause I get money out of it, but I do think I'd be doing you a favor because it, it allows me, uh, with, with graduating ability with each subsequent tier to get more in depth with what you want, with what you have going on, you personally, I, I really, I did develop this not as a money-making scheme, although I'm going to be quite frank, it, I, I do want to benefit financially. I mean, it, it, it would be great, and it's certainly a factor. But I did develop this po- Patreon more so because I always said on this podcast, hey, man, try, you know, hey, hey, hit me up. Hit me up on my DMs. Hit me up on Twitter, whatever. If you have a question, I will always do my best to answer. And I mean that. Uh, I stand by that. The problem was is that my fucking DMs exploded. And I have literally thousands of DMs in both accounts. So I was like, dude, I need some way to distill this down so that I can actually get to this. Because now I'm lost. And my my DMs have become kind of like this vast, um, futile ocean that I can't really navigate through so um that's what this patreon's about and the more you spend the more kind of direct attention and focus you'll be able to get um so that's that uh please check out my patreon my name's mike catherwood on patreon you can go there and search it or you can just go to my socials and you can see the link there um now speaking of things that have to do with me my communication with you magic spoon bro that's what i'm talking about it's been about three weeks since i started talking about one of my favorite products in the world and i mean that magic spoon cereal i've told you how i go around as a evangelist essentially for magic spoon cereal in my private life and i have been since well before they paid me money because I love this stuff, and it is legitimately healthy, and it is unbelievably tasty, okay? So, in that three weeks, three, three, four weeks, since I've talked about Magic Spoon, I have gotten so many people talking to me, communicating to me that, man, I took your word for it, went out and got some Magic Spoon. Uh, this is better than I could have ever imagined. It's better than you could have even described. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. I have gotten zero, literally zero people who have given me negative feedback about Magic Spoon. You know why? Because there's nothing negative to say about it. 11 grams of protein, three net carbs per serving, um, a myriad of different flavors, and it's all keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, high protein, and delicious. It tastes as good or better than your favorite childhood cereal. Go to magicspoon.com slash Mikey, grab a variety pack and try it today, and be sure to use our promo code Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y, at checkout and save $5 off your first order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee, so if you don't like it for any reason whatsoever, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Boom. That's magicspoon.com slash Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y, and use that code M-I-K-E-Y Mikey to save $5 off. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. All right. 
I am welcoming a friend of mine. His name is Steve Zim. He is incredibly well-respected in the fitness industry, and he is well-known as a Hollywood trainer. He trains a lot of actors. He trains a lot of professional athletes in Major League Baseball, hockey, uh, Olympic athletes of all different sports, and um, he's a friend of mine, a personal friend of mine. I've gotten to know him because he was my wife's personal trainer before the lockdown. Um, So here you go, my man. From a tighter U in Culver City, now with atumobile.com. He can train you at home. He is Steve Zim. I am joined by a man who is very wise, very well respected in the world of personal training. A man who has taken a huge, huge uh, part in sculpting one of Hollywood's most renowned asses, my wife's ass. That is the man who is the owner, proprietor, and the face behind a tighter U in Culver City. He also offers now online, complete online training in the uh, era of home lockdowns. I'm talking about Steve Zim. How are you, my friend? Good. How are you, man? Nice introduction. Thank you. Oh, I always try my best, especially for people who uh, are legitimately my friends, you know, and I've been lucky enough to have a lot of guests on the show who are are actually my friends, not just like acquaintances that you you know through the business. Um, and you are certainly someone that I consider a friend. And um, talking about that, speaking of that, how much, because look, the private studio personal training, especially in Los Angeles, especially in Los Angeles when you're capable of tapping into the entertainment industry and, and gathering your clientele from there, that's not something that people have a lot of success and longevity in. Yeah. People can maybe get, you know, a flash in the pan, get one celebrity client, but it's it's really, really hard to make decades of success in that world, um, which is something that you've not only been able to do, but you've been able to pretty much increase your success as you've, as you've gone on. Um, how much of that is technical aspects of personal training and how much of that is just being like a, like the bedside manner of, of personal training, you know, it's, it's, it's gotta be technical folks. Yeah. Um, because no one's going to come if you're not getting the results. That's, that's the end of the story. Uh, Marvel wouldn't put actors in my hands if I didn't get, give them the results they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wouldn't pay me. Um, so number one, I always say is results. Results is what everybody needs. It, it, and that's it in your own personal workout. If you don't see something within a couple of weeks of working out or feel a difference one or two times working out and see something, you're done working out. So my whole theory, I've never spent $1 advertising this gym. And the whole concept was it's going to be word of mouth. You look great, you go out, somebody sees you, what are you doing? And then they refer you. Mm-hmm. It's an actor, an actress, it's on a really large scale. And so, um, and it's different when it comes to that because that's what people make a living off of. So uh, you have to be at the top of your game. Now, being a nice person, being somebody that people like, that's separate. That's completely separate. That's fantastic. That's, that's what I think keeps people coming after they're done with the movie, after they're done with the show, and keeps building the gym, is that the way I have it set up, this is kind of like Cheers, but it's a gym. 
Right. So everybody knows everybody. There's no attitudes. You know that. Um, it doesn't matter who's in here. It, and it can be the number one celebrity in the world. It can be, uh, you know, my 97-year-old client, Donald Mann, who I've been training for 30 years. And everybody's friendly. Everybody's on the same level. And that's really what keeps you going. It's, it's your regulars. It's, it's the people that feel comfortable. And when you work out, that's a really big thing. You have to feel comfortable in the space you're at. Mm-hmm. So that you say, okay, it's about me today. That's, that's what this hour is when you come in, hour, hour and a half, however long you spend in the gym. That's your time. Don't, don't, don't make it a show for somebody else. It's a show for you. And, and, you know, when you're getting results and you're in a place that makes you feel comfortable, you keep coming. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder, like, how, how I, uh, people have always said, like, um, Phil Jackson um, is considered one of the greatest coaches of any sport ever. And it's not, I mean, it's not, obviously the man knows his basketball, but above and beyond, a lot of people who have worked with him or played for him, they attribute it to his ability to manage personalities yeah. more so than his ability to to um, to coach. And um, I wonder when you have professional athletes and celebrities in in your gym as part of your clientele, it's not to say that they're not nice people, but they're there to help with their 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 actual like means of making a living and sometimes when you're engaging in working out whether you're a model or an actor or an athlete when you're when your actual livelihood is based on your training you you take on a different attitude than the person who's just there to like you said come to the cheers of fitness how have you been able to manage those egos and and personalities who are very driven type a people and not make it so that it's uncomfortable for the average person to come in and, and work out alongside them. It's, it's kind of uh, interesting. I just really focus on who I'm with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a big thing. I, I, I grew up in another gym before I opened up this many, many years ago. And I used to watch the trainers and I used to watch the clients and we had everybody in this place. This place had Tinsillion trainers and it was, the, the client came in to get from point A to point B, but the trainer wasn't always as focused as the client. And then the client would get off track. And it was interesting because everybody was you know, working out, but you're also trying to have a good time. And what I realized was that you had to be, a, you had to be as focused as you needed to be for that client's results, meaning if I have an Olympic figure skater trying to make the Olympic team and then get a medal, that focus has to be laser. There's no joking around. We have things to hit. This isn't like a friendship thing. It, a friendship evolves because we get results and then you have an attachment from that. Mm. And then you get to learn who the people are outside of the actual training. But when the training starts to click, the button goes off and we're, we're in. Now, you might have somebody that comes, and that's not what they really want out of the They need to exercise because they need it for their health. They want to look better. But if you're that tough with them, they're not going to enjoy coming in. They won't come in. So 
So you have those people and then you have the people that make a living. And I always focus in on getting the results, hitting the marks, getting the body fat down where it needs to get it, getting the muscle up, hitting times when we need to get them. Like if somebody has to run a 40 in X amount of time, we hit that time. And then you get excited about that stuff. Results are exciting. Um, you have an actor that needs a six pack. And we start off with a two-pack, and then we get to a four-pack, and then we get to the six-pack, and we hit it, we take a picture, and bang, it's there. That, we did it. Right. You know? And so that's the whole thing. When I'm in, is involved in it as they are, that's where I think it comes together. You have to really, I give 110 when I'm there. I am in. And, you know, you see how I am at the gym. It's like I'm super into it. I'm as excited as the clients. I've been doing this for over 30 years. So, you know, if I wasn't as into it, then people, you know, there used to be guys at this other gym I, that had huge clients. They're reading a magazine. Yeah, 10 more push-ups. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Why are they there? I, I don't actually understand. Right. And so, you know, you have to be as into it as as the client and that's and that's really where the where the results come in yeah i i mean i i'll, I'll be very honest i suffered it from it myself when i first got into radio you know i was making fourteen thousand dollars a year something like you know and so i obviously i had to uh, don't mind my my dogs that have just busted in the doors they're they're very rude um they uh, you know, I, I had to supplement my income in some way. And I thought, hey, I know fitness. I like to work out. I'll get into personal training. I can make my own schedule and it'll be great. And I thought because, hey, I like pumping iron. I'll be a good personal trainer. And I learned very quickly, like, I don't really, I don't really love it. You know, I don't really like this. Um I'm in a different place now, you know, to, to offer advice and, and help to people. Cause I'm, a, I'm 42 years old now. It's a, I'm a different man, but at the time I, I didn't. And I just frankly wasn't very good because I didn't have the passion, you know? And I, I think there's a lot of guys and gals that, that think like, Hey, I'm ripped. I love to work out. I can be a personal trainer. And if you're not, you don't have that intangible, that one slight discrepancy in that is you have to like doing it or else you're not going to be very good. Yeah, you have to be a very good people person. Right. To really be good with people and read people and understand people. And that's, and that's in an, an, any business, I believe, to really get to that real high level. You have to understand where somebody's coming from and listen. Too many trainers don't listen. They just... We're doing this, and they have one way of doing it, and they don't hear anything. Yeah. Um, I'm not like that. I want to hear what you want, where, what direction you want to go. Why are we doing this? It's really important to me because, like, for example, I have an actor. He needed to get ready for a role. And I said to him, how many weeks do we have? That's an important timeline. Okay. And I know him well. And so I said, okay, in the last eight weeks, it's got to turn into this. Okay, I know how we work, so we begin, we get the workouts, we get the base built, and then I know, click, in an eight-week period, we've got to go to this level. We have to do the nutrition where you don't mess up one meal. We need to do the cardio X amount of minutes, and this is how we're going to build out the workouts. And I show it to them, 
and I explain it to them. So now they're seeing how I'm thinking. And so then this way, I break it down. Somebody comes in, and that's the same thing I've done like with the, the plan that I came up with, with um, the online thing. I, I know what your body type is. What's it gonna look like on camera is very different than what you think you look like when you look in a mirror. Mm-hmm. We look in a mirror, we see ourselves one one. I explained to them the camera goes 360. You're moving, you're shifting. What is the camera gonna see? And so I need to make sure that we develop the smaller muscles, the muscles you may not be thinking about to balance out what's not what you're overdeveloping. Mm-hmm. Bring down the overdevelopment, bring out the stuff that's underdeveloped, and really create symmetry in the body, which pops on camera. And so once I explain it and tell them what I'm looking for, like, oh, your rear delt is not developed enough for this shot. If you take your shirt off, we're gonna, in, in a shirt, you look great. You take your shirt off, you don't have that cut in here. You don't have this, and how do we develop it? We're gonna go after this. And then we start to build it, and they see that. And it's like, oh my gosh, look at this, it's come in. Now the excitement builds. Now the confidence builds in the program. And once you see change and see it the way I'm trying to explain it, what it looks like on camera, then it becomes a different thing. Have you ever seen like people will say, hold on, hold on, let me take a picture of myself. And they take a picture and they're not really happy with their picture. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, I don't look like this. And you and I look at it, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's you. And they're like, well, I don't hunch over like this. You do. And so how do I, so I build programs to make sure you're not hunched over because I balance you front to back so you're not overdeveloping the front. Everybody works what I call their mirror muscles, what's in front. Mm-hmm. They don't want what's in back. And so you have to think of the way I look at it. You think of the body is, a, is like a picture. If you take the front of you and you just thumbtack it up on the wall, it's really nice. But... If you neglect the back, it's just a nice picture thumbtack. But if we build the back out, that's the frame. Now you put the picture in the frame, put it on the wall, you get a piece of artwork. So when you look at it like that, you have to understand the back is as important in the front as the front. And sometimes the back's more important, more important. because the whole front up. Yeah. Don't have so there's a balance there. And explaining that and showing it in pictures and going through what direction we're going in that's really exciting and then to watch it change that's the most exciting yeah and so it, it's like so fun you take yourself here and you get yourself there and you did it and yeah and how do you get to with clients with with an athlete or uh, uh, someone who lives their life in front of a camera the why is already established when they walk in the door, okay? They, 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 I have to look like this or I have to perform like this because that's how I get a paycheck and I have to do it at this date. Everything, the, the kind of the, the applied science is taken care of. I've always had trouble with people who um, contact me that are, they're not professional athletes or professional models or whatnot. And... I have to balance the the what with the why, and sometimes I don't know what order to put it in. Obviously, the what is important. I have to you have to do this program and eat in this way. That's the what. 
But oftentimes, a lot of people, myself included at times, and, and, and with Bianca, my wife, you know, I've dealt with that, and I'm sure you probably had to deal with that with her too. When she's not filming something, the why can become very mysterious. Yeah. And, and I don't know, like, do you have to play that juggling game of dealing with getting a client to understand really what why they're there versus this is what we have to do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you have a do you have a, a formula for the order you put those in, or is it just something you kind of feel out with each person? Well, it's each person's individual, so you got to listen to what they're they're calling. But if somebody picks up the phone to call me, mm. I, I already th think in my mind the reason why they're calling is they want to go from point A to point B. They want to see something they've seen uh, on TV or something they've seen me do online, and so. I pretty much know they're serious. Right. So, but serious to pick up the phone and serious to follow through is two different things. Mm -hmm. So, when so step one is they call. That's very brave. And then uh, I have them come in. We do body fat test measurements, and then I talk to them. You got to really speak to them because once I know what they want and they tell me, I need to explain to them what I expect of them to get from point A to point B, or it's not gonna happen. And I tell them, listen, you need to work out X amount of days, depending on each person, depending on what their goals are when they explain it to me. Right. Um, and so then here's our cardio, here's what the nutrition needs to look like. And it's not like, uh, you know, it, like when I say you only have the eight weeks, it's not an all eight week thing or an all six week thing where it's like at that level, such a heightened level. So I explain to them what our parameters are. I give them the nutrition program, unless they already come in with one they want and like. And so then I put the nutrition with the cardio, with the weights, and explain to them how it's going to work. And then every two to three weeks, we take measurements. Why are we taking the measurements? It's to keep them accountable. So this way, they don't lose the excitement. Right. It, you know, there's an excitement when you start. But within two weeks, that excitement kind of goes boom. And so how do you keep them excited? You need to show them change. You need to talk to them about direction, where we're going. We need to get to this. Like, for example, guys are notorious for having chests that finish here. Yeah. They don't have the pack that goes all the way out to the collarbone. So when you see a model or somebody on TV, you're like, wow, that guy's in great shape or that girl's in great shape. What are we looking at? And I explain it to them. And I say, on your body, what we're looking for is this. Um, I need to develop up here on a guy. I want to develop the top part of your pec. That will even off to the bottom that's overdeveloped. Now we'll have a pec that goes all the way up. Now we have the separation. Now look what your chest would look like. Yeah. So as that starts to come out and starts to develop, they are so into it. And that's, that's what I have to do. I have to show them a result so they stay into it. And then we develop something, you know, we look at all these different things and I explain, listen, in your legs, I need to get this separation from the back of your leg to the front of your leg so we get that line. And so once it starts to develop, I show them right now there's no line. Here starts a line, now it's getting leaner and now it's getting more defined. And once they see that, it's here and you gotta play with people's minds by showing them a result. If you if you tell somebody to keep running up a hill, they're gonna get to the top and they keep running and there's no top of that hill. Right. 
feel like done. Yeah. You got to show them the top of that hill in short spurts. We're going to get this. Boom. We got it. We're going to get this. Boom. Now let's, it's all going to tie in together. And you're going to see this in a few weeks. And then that's the excitement of it. And that's how I keep clients for 15 years, 20 years, because we're always working on things. We're always going to that next level. Yeah. And, and um, that's a really important kind of idea that I don't think a lot of people in the fitness industry make enough of a deal about because especially with social media, you know, the idea of uh, immediacy and, and quick results, which has always been kind of a, a flaw of, of real fitness is that people believe in the magic pill or the, the, the 28 day transformation. And that's just, that's not reality, but a lot of people don't factor in sustainability, you know, what's sustainable for uh, NFL football player is not at all sustainable for, you know, a, a housewife and what's sustainable for uh, uh, an action hero prepping for a role is absolutely not sustainable for like the 25 year old guy who's got, you know, a, a 70 hour job, 70 hour a week job. Um, and, you know, like trying to trying to teach people the idea of like reality and sustainability, it's, it's very difficult, you know. It is. It's it's very interesting. I have this conversation, so I have trainers that work for me. And I try to explain to them, and I explain it to, to my clients. You can go to a good workout. You can get a good workout. Okay, I went to the gym. I had a great workout. Okay, great. You, you're looking at an online program. I had a great workout. Excellent. I sweated. I did this. Sweating doesn't always equate to a great workout. Mm -hmm. A workout is one thing. A great workout says Monday we're doing this, Tuesday we're doing this, Wednesday we're doing this, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I make a reason why the week blocks out. What A plus B equals C. You got to make that happen. Because what happens is people think that, oh my God, I did this hit training on Monday. I'm going to do the same hit training on Tuesday. I'm going to do the same thing on Wednesday. And, and it's going to make me sore. What they don't understand is that we build no muscle in the gym. Right. Okay, I only tear muscle in the gym. The building of muscle starts the moment you stop working out. So once somebody understands that, I explain it. Now, the nutrition is super important because you need to feed the muscles. You need to repair them. Now, once we're repairing them, we're putting your body in a great position to start to develop. Now, you can't work the same muscle group Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. At the very least, you need Monday, let's say, light chest, Tuesday, nothing on chest, Wednesday, possibly you could hit it again, depending yeah. on the level you're on. But back-to-back-to-back -back -to -back days doesn't work. So it depends how many sets you do per exercise. And I explained to them that that's how you break down a program, how you set somebody up for success. And yes, you need to feel something the very first time you work out. You need to say, okay, I get this. You personally need to see a change within a week. You're like, oh, wow, you got this little muscle. Oh, look at this. I see this little line. Once that comes, I know within two weeks, somebody's going to see you. Hey, what are you doing? You're going to be standing up taller. Your posture is going to be better. And, you know, you always hear, stand up straight. Posture is everything. Hmm. Let me tell you that 
you will never see a person in great shape like this. Right. They'll never be rolled in. That's more caveman look. And if you're going for that look, that's one thing. But most people are not. They want to be symmetrical. They want to be pulled back. And just by being standing up straight, all of a sudden, your shoulders start to separate out because you're not rolling your arm like that. It's set back where it should be. All of a sudden, your traps start to come out. Your chest opens up, and it's really postural. And so within two weeks, you start looking amazing. And then once you start to see these results, now it's addictive. Right. That's the fun part. And then you get how a program develops. Very different from just a workout that's great. And so that's that's what people don't, they don't look at the whole week. They don't look at the whole two weeks, three weeks, a month. And that's what I really focus in on. What is our month going to look like? Well, how am I going to take you from point A to point B? How are we getting there? And, right. and always, you're never coming into the gym and doing the same workout twice. The body gets bored. People come in, and their trainer puts them through the same thing. And then they put you through the same thing, and the other guy through the same thing. Impossible. That's not thinking out the program per person. And, and I think social media, again, has been amazing at making everyone seem a little bit more relatable. I mean, I remember when I was in high school, which was not, you know, the the, the roaring 20s, I and mean, we were only talking about the 90s, but things were so radically different. I thought Sylvester Stallone or Trent Reznor, I thought they lived in a different planet and they were not humans like me. And now I think, you know, everyone, because of Instagram and whatnot, has, has this sense of relatability which is beautiful, but it's been very difficult, I think, in the world of fitness and sports because I can't tell you how many people, and I'm sure you've dealt with the same thing, will see Chris Hemsworth or, or you know, Kamal Nunjani, that's the, the, the new one, where they see a transformation and, and because this person is communicating with them very frequently, they're like, well, I can I can train just like him and get the same results as him. And it's like, oh no, 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 no. That's that's you can't do that. And no one, no one would ever not have any be a beginner in basketball. You know, like they've they've never played competitive basketball and they're like, I really want to learn how to be a better basketball player. I'm going to adopt Kobe Bryant's uh 1998 training program right now i'm gonna go for it and that will that will make me a better basketball but with fitness they do that they do that all the time i can't tell you how many 19 year old overweight boys contact me and they like i've been doing uh ronnie coleman's uh mr olympia program and it doesn't seem to be working out for me it's like well no fucking shit you know like there's there's levels to the game you know and i and i and i i bet that's probably been a difficult thing for you to have someone who comes in with an idea of what they want that idealized view like you said looking at the month and the year as, as, instead of just today they're like i want to look like brie larson in captain marvel let's go and you're like you're 250 pounds overweight and have never eaten a vegetable let's be realistic here yeah and you know and i explain you see what happens a lot of people that come here to the gym know who i try Mm-hmm. They've seen it online or 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 they 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 know me. And so they're like, I want to look like so-and-so. I have the same shape. And I'm like, okay, understand that there's like you're saying, levels of this. Mm-hmm. Like this. I can get you camera ready like this, 
But what looks camera ready and what's reality, real life ready is two different things. And, you know, when you're holding something for X amount of weeks to shoot a movie, that's very different than holding it full time. And people don't realize you can't hold a certain look for that long. In bodybuilding, there's an off season and a season. Right. And if people knew the reality of that, they, their minds would be blown. You don't see bodybuilders for certain months of the time because they put on 40 pounds during that off season. And sometimes they're doing it on purpose most of the time. So this way they get bigger. So now they trim that down. They're able to build a lot of muscle underneath all those extra pounds. And, and, then, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but also the genetically gifted ones, which most IFBB pros are, a lot of the genetically gifted ones, they actually look like shit seven <laughs> months out of the year because they're so gifted and they're on so many so many roids that they can, you know, 14 weeks, they snap it back together. And But that's not that's how most of us, we don't work like that. But by the way, what you just said, they're pros, okay? Yeah. So it's like telling, uh, telling somebody, hey, this guy's in the gym minimum three, four hours a day, okay? Just in the gym. The rest of the day, he might be doing cardio, and he's setting up every meal, and that's the person's job, man or woman. That's what they do for a living. And so that, that's, that's it. When you go to work, or you're in college or whatever, you can't spend that kind of time. It's just not enough time in the world for you to be doing that with other things going on. Mm -hmm. So there's there's a whole, you know, two levels to it. And yes, there's other levels of things that people do, which is a whole nother subject. You know, when you see certain people, you know, well, how does so-and-so look like that? Now, let's look at some older pictures. Yeah. You know? And or or you know, and I don't want to name names because they they may be perfectly good people, but we know plenty of actors, especially male actors, who in a role look amazing, and then it's like, hey, you ever see the beach picture of fill in the blank uh, when he's not filming a movie? He's a fat fucking pile of shit, you know. And it's like that's I would never want someone to use that as the model of of what they should be striving for as opposed to someone who may not look as great as they do on screen but can maintain it for their life you know find something that's realistically sustainable for a human with a job and a family that's yeah. that, that's real and i think honestly more people should get like a like a a, a close a real actual not instagram view of like like you said professional bodybuilders professional um you know, bikini models and things like that. They're fucking taking their Tupperware with them everywhere they go, and they are not going to that family function, and they are not going to that birthday party, and it, they're going to sleep at 7 p.m. It's like, yeah, that that will achieve the look. That will achieve this end goal. Is that what you want to do? I fucking doubt it because you're not getting a six-figure paycheck to do it, you know? Yeah, it, there's that. That's the whole thing. You, in anything you do, for example, I do what I do and do it at the level I do it at. I get to the gym six o'clock in the morning. I leave the gym 10 o'clock at night. I may have twenty minutes to eat in the entire day, and I do it in my office. I have to do my two hours of working out. That's part of my my day. 
it's also part of my work. Mm -hmm. I've this a very long time. I have to do that for me. And that's that's my time. I don't I don't text, I don't email, I listen to stuff and I work out. That's my time. It's your time. I've seen you same thing. You come in here, you do your thing. That's your time. But to you have to give up certain things to get to certain places. Mm -hmm. Those bodybuilders, that's exactly what they're doing. They're going to bed early. They're not out partying. It's like go to a restaurant, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. Guess who you're not seeing them? Them. Because they have to be home. They have, and that's what they choose. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to make a choice in life and give up certain things. You want abs? You can't be having that ice cream cone every other day. Yeah. Or it's a cheap meal three times a week. I'm good. It's not going to happen for you. Right. You have to be so strict. And if you want to be strict, I'm here to do it with you. If you want to look amazing but not be so strict, I'm here to do it with you. I'm not judging anybody on what they do. And so that's a big part of what happens. A lot of times people tell me, oh, I go to this trainer, and they're very judgy, and then they do. They judge a lot. I have no judgment. I it's not, it's not, I do whatever the client wants. Right. And so they need to direct this shift in terms of what they want. Now, once they tell me what they want, I tell them the reality. This is what you're gonna to have to give up. This is what you're gonna to have to do. And and that's that's what it is. Let's look at your life. Where is this gonna fit in? And you know, that's that's really what it's about. And once you get to that level. Now you have an understanding. You have college kids that want to look like Chris Helmsworth. Mm. And I get it. And they're telling me, well, I work out, I do the same thing The Rock does. And I'm like, I hear you, but you don't have those genetics. You don't have this. Or I don't know if, uh, if that workout's for you at all because it's overdeveloping something you don't want. Right. The deltoid is so overdeveloped because you're lifting, you're bench pressing so heavy and you're not isolating the right muscle groups, you're going to not look like the way you look. Well, maybe you shouldn't look so heavy. Right. And, um, you know, because person A does it, doesn't mean person B has to do it. And you can get incredible results other ways. Right, and I, I, that goes for nutrition as well, and that's another kind of downside to modern media, is that people have access to so much information, which can be great. You know, if you're curious, you can educate yourself very easily, but there's so much information and the information fatigue can become so high. And, and when someone sees, I got shredded with the keto diet and they're like, well, that's gotta be the way to do it. And it's like, well, metabolically, that may not be good for you. It worked for gal A, does not mean it's gonna work for gal B. You know, maybe you're one of those people that, I always tell the story. Always tell the story about when I was actually into bodybuilding. I I did a competition and trained with another guy named Mike, a friend of mine named Mike Salcedo, and we were almost exactly the same sizes. We were about five ten each. We were both about 185, 190 pounds starting, and getting ready for the competition. He ate 350 grams of carbs a day and was shredded. If I ate over 70, I would fall asleep. It was just the way, and we both ended up about the same size, about the same level of leanness, the whole thing. It just, my body was that way and his body was that way. And people, I, I think it's really hard to get that through people's heads when it comes to 
things like because it seems counterintuitive. You would think like food is food and weights are weights. Yeah. If it worked for him, it worked for her, it should work for me. And it's not necessarily the case. Not at all. And every day is different, meaning that we have a, a nutrition program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're so restrictive on it, so restricted, sometimes it gets your body's very smart. So it gets used to things. Mm-hmm. It learns to conserve. And so you have to trick your body constantly with food. And you know, it's it's not like saying eat 10,000 calories. Like I, I, you know, I have people come in and I'm gonna do, you know, I, I see so-and-so eats 10,000 calories a day and look at him. I go, it works for him. Yeah. Eat 10,000 calories a day, you're going to not be able to leave your house. Number one, you're going to be eating all day. Number two, if you're going to eat, if, if, if you're going to eat like that, you're going to gain a ton of weight because your metabolism isn't set up for that. You don't carry as much muscle. And that's a whole nother thing. The more muscle you grow, the more calories your body burns just being you every day. So now you have to decide uh, what direction we have to look at what's happening. You might have to eat a little bit more because you're getting too lean. You're losing your face. We don't want to have that happen. So you're always adjusting and you're always adjusting your workouts. That's why it's an ongoing thing because as we age, our our body would just lose muscle if we didn't work out. Right. So as you start to get into your 30s, into your 40s, the body doesn't build the muscle the same way it used to. So how do you trick it? You have to do something, pre-exhaust something, to hit something else, to then get it developed. And what's working for three, four weeks needs to be changed because then the body gets bored. It's going to trick you into thinking, oh, this is how you do it. It's never just how you do it. Right. That's why the programs are always changing. That's why you always got to change. You can't do the same 10 exercises in a row, even if you get adding more weight to it. You've got to take things out to trick the body. And so whenever I do programs, when I write my programs, it's always about tricking the body, always about isolating one thing to pre-exhaust something else to then hit something else. Right. So it's, it sounds like, what, what are you talking about? But when you start to do it, for example, you want to really hit your chest and develop it. People go and they're going to hit that bench press hard. Well, how about... If Monday we do the bench press, the next time, instead of going chest first, you take your triceps out, then go to chest, then go to whatever else. Or we go triceps, shoulders, chest, laps. Now we've really, you're pushing almost nothing on different exercises on your chest because you don't have these helper muscles. Right. Now we're able to isolate that more. And then back around. A week later, we switch back over, we start with chest again. And boom, all of a sudden you're stronger and it's developing. So knowing what's, what's lagging behind, not every muscle develops the same. So some guys develop their arms really easily, or some girls develop their calves too quickly. Right. What are we doing? you got to look at it and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then that's where it's always changing. Certain body types have different things that happen to them pretty much 95% of the time. So I'm able to look at somebody and here's your program. This is how it's going to look. And then we can adjust little things. But the main, I've been doing this so long that I can tell you that body type is going to have this issue if we do this. 
Right. So how do we avoid it? And that's what I come up with, all these different programs to avoid these things. And that's, that's, and that's the excitement for me, is every time I get a new client, every time somebody comes in, I look, I know what they want, I know how to get there, and this is the, this is the little mountain we're going to build. Right. And I think it's, you know, I'm sure you still suffer from it with male uh, clients, but I do think it's a little easier to understand the writing on the wall with males um, in that if you're a young guy and you want to look like The Rock or you want to look like um, Chris Hemsworth or, or Jason Statham or whatever it is, you can kind of see the writing on the wall in the sense that you're like, well, The Rock was pretty jacked as a 14-year-old who never touched yeah, And his dad was a professional wrestler who was Samoan. And that, you know, he had great genetics. Chris Hemsworth, 6'3", and he was always kind of athletically. Um, with women, I, I found it really almost heartbreaking in how many girls get frustrated that they don't look like Julianne Huff or Jessica Biel, and they don't understand, like, life really is unfair, and some people were just born really lucky in the genetic ballpark. You know, I always tell the, this story about Carmen Electra when she came in to promote um, Starsky and Hutch on Kevin and Bean. And this was like 2005 or so. And in the in the time that she was in the green room waiting to do her interview, I watched, personally watched her as I was having a conversation with her, eat two bagels with cream cheese and a regular Coke, non-diet Coke. And uh, I go, yeah, that, that's, how you, that's how you do it. She's like, my whole life, I've never dieted once in my life and I eat this way all the time. I rarely work out. You know, she was Carmen Electra's parents gave birth to Carmen Electra and that's pretty much the secret to her. Yeah. And that's a lot of I granted I I got to give credit where credit is due. I'm sure you've worked with fame, you know, Hollywood clients who don't have great genetics and it's just great work ethic. Right. You but got for the most part people who make it in front of a camera or have the body that everyone dreams of there's a lot of help from God. Yes, yes. And uh, yes, you have both. Yeah. And then you have the person, like one of the people you named, I did train. Mm -hmm. And that person not only has the genes, but also has the work ethic. Sure, sure. Now you have a completely, it's in this rarefied air. But when you have somebody come in, and I have it all the time, you know, I really like so-and-so's shape. I like that. I go, okay. Now, how do we get in that direction? Well, do you have the glutes that person has? Do you have the arms that person has? If not, let's look at what we can do with what we got. And let's get exactly the best you we can get. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to be super happy with it. Because it's, it, they see somebody, but they don't see them. If they were that person, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're taller than that person or shorter than that person. That look won't work for them. Right. And so I try to explain to them how the look is going to work for them, how we're going to achieve it. And then once they start to do that, all of a sudden it like it explodes and that this is my best me. It's about being comfortable in your own skin, feeling good. You know, I, I gotta tell you, one of the most exciting things is when I had a woman who has not gone to the beach. She's 27 years old and never gone to the beach because as a kid, she was overweight, didn't like the way she looked in a bathing suit, never went to the beach. So 
her whole thing was, you know, I just want to get in really good shape. Well, we worked for five months together. Come summertime, she sends me a picture. She had dropped about 25% body fat. Her, she looked amazing. Worked her butt off, stuck to the program, did all the nutrition, sent me a picture from the beach, her in a bikini, mm-hmm. which was not even the goal when she came in. And that was, that was just like, look what I did. I did this for me. This here, we can control. We can be the best we can be and feel comfortable in our own skin. You want a six pack? Everybody has a six pack. It's there. It's just, just a matter of finding it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always there. We got all those muscles are the same in every person. You can lean that up to be able to see it. And that's what people don't understand. Some people come in and they're like, look, I'm never going to have a six pack. I'm like, well, if you're eating pizza and drinking beer every night, you are correct. Yeah. But switch that. That's not true. Yeah. And so when people start to do that and they achieve these goals and they're your personal goals, like you can't control work. You can't control what's going on in the world. And I say this in all my books and I've written books. I've written four books 20 years ago. I wrote a book and I always say this, it's in there. We can't control anything, but what we can control is this. I can control my exercise. I can control what I eat. Those are my choices. No boss can tell me what to do there. Nobody else can tell me. So that's what I have in control. And when I control all this, I'm a really powerful person going forward in life. And when you walk into a room for an interview, if you're feeling good about yourself, everybody in the room knows. If you're like, I could go to a beach right now, put on shorts and feel good. Yeah. That comes through in your world, the way you exist with people, the way you are, the way you interact with your family. You're a happier person if you're feeling good about yourself, period, end of story. So That's, that's a beautiful sentiment, and I, I really do. I, it sounds so corny when you just like first listen to it. It's like, if you feel good about yourself, you will take it into other aspects. But think about that, really. And I always tell people, like, if you want a six-pack and big biceps and everything, like, I get it. That's great. But in reality, that just in a vacuum is fucking meaningless. But if you do the work to get that, it's going to make you a better person overall, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, because what it takes to get there, not, the, the, the body aside, because it is, it's, if, if there was a, a nuclear Armageddon, it really doesn't matter how much you bench or what your fucking six pack looks like. But what it takes to get there, man, will make you so much more confident, self-assured. You'll have better self-control, better self-awareness. It's really, it's, it's, it, it is that important. And that's, I think, a, a big miss kind of uh, idea when most people just see a six-pack or they see a great pair of buns and they're like, that's what I want, not realizing all the kind of latent benefits that come with achieving. Oh, it's, it, it's astronomical. Yeah. When you when you do it, it, what's incredible, and I and I write about this, it's it's the the psychological part of starting one set. You start and you say, "I'm going to get to ten. I'm going to get to twenty. Whatever the number is," and you achieve that. Boom! You just achieve something. You finished. 
How many times, and when you finish a workout, you you finish a whole book, basically. You finish your, you have a beginning and a middle and an end to a workout. You've completed what you set out to do for that workout. Well, how about in life? How many people, and I know a zillion of them, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna make a video. I have an idea for a show. I have all these great ideas. And none of them come to fruition. Right. And a lot of those people don't know how to begin, middle, and end a workout. They just randomly go through the gym. There's no set thing to what they're gonna do. Right. And what you learn with working out is beginning and completing, beginning and completing. And that really starts to work out into your life, which is huge. And those, those two factors together, and that's why the better you work out, and the better meaning come up with a plan, execute your plan, achieve your plan, you are going to do the same thing in the world. And it's kind of crazy. That's why athletes, a lot of times, do very well when sports are over. They know how to begin something, do the middle, and finish. And the best athletes think beyond the coach. You, you don't want to be the person that's like, okay, coach, what next? When sport ends, if there's no coach telling you what next, you're like, okay, I'm waiting and nothing's happening. Yeah. When you, when you come into things and you decide to do things on your own, it's a beginning, middle, and end. It's, it's the most wonderful thing. And then when you start to see that six-pack, when you start to see that achievement in you, I guarantee you, you're achieving outside of this. You are completely achieving outside of this world. But you got to take care of this first. Right. So, the, and so these goals are not just, ah, I want a six-pack. No, that's, that's a light level of the goal. And that, and that will achieve everything else. You don't have to think about that. It, it's kind of crazy, but it all works out together. And I always believe that you can be having the hardest time. You, you can have lost this and lost that, which is happening right now. But if you say, okay, I'm either gonna let this run me over or I'm gonna take charge. You know what? I have a goal of this. I'm gonna make that happen. Other things will happen for you. And, you know, talking about, you, you were saying stuff like, you know, I want big arms, I want big arms. People sit there and they, they always, guys, every time, I want biceps like this. Is it the bicep you want? Or do you not understand what you're asking for? You want big arms. Big arms aren't from the bicep. Big arms are from the tricep. Right, exactly. So you want to, if you overdevelop your bicep, your arm's never going to look like the way you want it to. You got to develop your tricep, set your bicep in, and that's how it goes. And yeah. so people don't realize what they're asking for, which is another thing. That's the next level down. That's where I come in and explain what, what you're actually looking for, because then that will give you the result you want. And so a lot of times people ask things and not understanding what they're asking for, which is fine. And that's why you come and you get educated. And that's the biggest thing is you want to be an educated person working out. You don't just want to mindlessly go through the gym because number one, you're going to get frustrated. You're not going to see the result you want. And number two, you're going to get bored because you don't have a plan, an action plan. You always need an action plan. Right. Right. And, and I think that's where, you know, real professionals, successful and quality professionals in the fitness industry, which one you definitely are one of, that's where you separate yourself is that there you hit, got to hit the client with 
a dose of reality in that what you see or what you idealize is beautiful and shiny and glamorous. What it takes to get there is not all that fun sometimes. <laughs> uh, and are you willing to, are you willing to do that? You know, I, my high school football coach said something to me that uh, a really like really, he was, he was a crusty old man, uh, old boxer and a, a good, good football player, but he, he had, this way about him that he was this kind of like blue collar, manly, old school American prophet. And that he, he would always say these things that really stuck with me. And he, he once said, like, if I were to ask every player I've ever had for ever, every year and for every year, I, I will coach. Do you want to be uh, a winner? everyone's going to say yes. If one guy says, no, I would be blown away. You know, nah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to lose. I'd like to be bad at football. I'd like to be bad. Everyone wants to win. Everyone wants to look good and feel good. Are you willing to do what it takes to, to, to achieve it? And that's, you know, sometimes the answer is no, you know, and is, have you ever, or have you developed, or did you always have the ability? You want to say hello? Magnolia is here. Hey. They had a Zim. Hi. How are you? You, hmm? you know Zim. Mm -hmm. I've seen you in my gym many times. Hmm. <laughs> eating, eating ice cream at uh, Christmas parties. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the big ice cream parties. <laughs> I think one time I came with my mom with a brand new toy. Yeah. Yes, you did. And you sat on the bench out here. And you played it the whole time, and you were the best girl. You let your mom work out, and you just played the whole time. I was very impressed. That's be I really play with it a lot because wow. I bought it with my own money. Wow. You got to ah. Ties into what we were talking about. It means a lot to her because she earned it. <laughs> yes. But that's, that's very – but that's what I mean. Look how you're teaching her this. Yeah. It's that you're instilling her that that's what she remembers of that toy yeah no that's, for sure for sure and we're going really deep but this is really that deep because when we're changing our bodies we have to be that deep don't think i mean if you're doing drugs to do it that's one thing but if you're really here doing the work that it takes to do this naturally that's a whole nother subject and that's where you got to dig deep really yeah get what you want out of it and even if you're doing drugs you gotta bust your butt but but um when when you're you, you know when you're when you're doing this you gotta dig so deep that this means so much to you and and it's it's something that stays with you it's you know and that's that's the whole whole thing that we're here for you know we want our life to be great we want to achieve these certain goals we want to feel this. Well, we got to work for it, like your coach said. Are you willing to do the work? Uh, do, you, do you deal with a lot of, I would imagine, professional clients and just average Joes and, and average gals? Do you deal with the, you don't even know what you're asking for when they come in the gym, when they say something like, I, I deal with it a lot more in my personal life. I've done it myself. And then also I see it with other guys in, in uh, combat sports. 
where they watch UFC or they see like a boxing match and they're like, I want to do that. And they think that then they're just going to start practicing like uh, spin kicks, you know, like it, like a wheel kick or right out of the gate or like some flying arm bar. And it's like, do you know what you're asking for? You want to be a black belt? Like you got to do hours of the boring shit. You got to work on the hip, you know, like hip escapes and, and, and jabs and just the boring BS. Do you have to deal with that where people come in and they're like, I want to, I want to have amazing abs and a big booty and uh, let's go. And you're like, okay, well let's get, let's start squatting or let's start, you know, doing leg curls and, and, and stuff that just seems monotonous and you have to kind of talk them through the process? Well, it's, what happens is I, the program that I created, I, I try to isolate muscle muscle groups and I came up with different exercises, things that you wouldn't see normally. Yeah. I have tons and tons of exercises that, that are able to do that. So what I do is I try to get it into that muscle. A lot of people, when they work out, they're like, uh, I don't feel it here. And the trainer just keeps moving. If they're not, yeah in the muscle that they're supposed to be working, we got to fix that. We got to find something different. So I created all these exercises to be, be able to isolate this so we can get it right in there. So now they're able to understand their mind feels the muscle and vice versa, and their muscle starts to develop. So when they see that, they know what it takes. If you squat and don't understand what muscles are actually being used in a squat or you're in the wrong position in a squat, your knees are too far over your toes or something like that, you're actually not feeling the exercise where you're supposed to feel it. Mm -hmm. And you can spend years doing it wrong and not developing what you want to develop. Mm -hmm. So you have to tear it backwards to get somebody to isolate it, feel it, and now go, oh my gosh, I have no strength there. Correct. Now we're going to build it. Yes. Once they realize how much it's going to take, now they understand that they got to do this. If you want to move it from five pounds to 15 pounds, it's going to take this much effort. And now they understand yeah. because they're, they're doing it right for the first time. They're isolating for the first time. It's not like, oh, I can squat 150 pounds, no problem. And then you make them do it right. And, you know, 75 pounds becomes a thing. Yeah. So that, that's the wake up call for me is once I position them right, get them in the right position, now they can see what it really is going to take, what number they're really at. And that's that that becomes a whole thing, and that's how I do it. I don't really I, – I have very – I am very specific at the beginning so that people aren't lost. Right. Um, no, give them – yeah, you know, teach Amanda Fish, you know, you know the whole deal. Um, it, one thing I've always really admired about you, Steve, is that you are high top tier committed, passionate about your job and your profession and your business. And it, and it shows in your ability to develop a tighter you and also just to literally to maintain in the business for, you know, 35 years, you are fully committed. You're that guy, you know, and, and, and a lot of men, admire that in another man. It's like, yeah, well, the guys, he doesn't fuck around. He's about his business. But alternatively, at the same time, which is not common with those type of guys, you are a very, very kind, devoted husband, and your kids really like being around you, and you do spend a lot of time with your kids, and you have, like, this really warm household. Yeah. And I, I've always 
been curious when I meet people like you and have achieved that. Um, how do you balance it? Because so often it's it's one or the other. I either meet guys that are just like dad superhero dads, but you're like, well, he, he kind of phones it in at, at work, or he's between jobs, you know, his wife, um, or they're they're masters of their profession, and and they're like, your kids don't even know you, dude. <laughs> It's it's a very interesting situation. And so one of the big things is I live very close to my gym, Mm -hmm. super close. So, so that, and my doors are always open to my family. They can come in here whenever they want and they do. Mm -hmm. And I encourage that. And I want them to feel that they can come see dad or whatever. Since they were super little, I mean, my oldest daughter took her first steps when we were building my first gym, inside the gym. Amazing. It was planks and this and that, and she took her first steps in here. And so I, I was like, that is so cool. So she feels very, you know, a part of this place. When my kids were little, I used to bring them in, stay in my office, I'm gonna work, you can play. And then as they got older, you know, they had their sports and stuff. I always attended every sporting event. Whatever it was, they had a play at school. I was there. Whenever they had something to do, I didn't miss. That was a big point. Um, I had dinner with them every single night. Now, on their end, they waited till nine something to eat with me. <laughs> in, in my world, is okay. My family is all from Argentina, and we eat very late. So that was something I always instilled in them. We eat late. We eat late. So everybody ate late. Right. So we always had dinner together, and it's just something we could do. A lot of people can't when they work these crazy hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I never saw them in the morning because I would be way gone before they went to school. But if they needed a ride from school, I would get in my car, take them to school, come back to work. I would schedule myself to make sure I had these openings, even though I shouldn't be because I should be working. I can take 30 minutes. Instead of eating lunch, I'm going to go take that. Right. If they wanted to meet for lunch, I would go meet for lunch instead of taking my own time. Yes. So I, I made work a priority. I made my family a priority. And I made me third. It's, it, it, it's, a, it's a matter of priorities, right? It's a matter of, of passion towards what you, and if it really matters to you, you, you make it happen. And I've, you know, on a, on a total tangent, I, I've recognized like that's one of the most, in the in the myriad of unfair aspects of being a man versus being a woman is that when guys do that we uh worship that's that's fucking amazing you're such a committed dad women it's like yeah that's what you're supposed to do like maybe you shouldn't even have a job you what, what kind of cow's mother are you? you know it's like so women get the shaft in that area very very much 100 percent, and that's why i always and my wife by the way works mm-hmm. and she works since when we dated, we've been married now 25 years. She's always worked, never full time once we had kids. Once we had kids, she only works three days a week and um, up until they went to college. Now she's up to four days a week, but they always came first. And so, you know, and I felt that that's the way it should be. Otherwise, why should I have kids? Right. So, and that's the, you know, it's very interesting. I've, you know, and I've trained the CEOs of this company, of that company, very heavy hitters. All my life. And I got to listen to them. And the sad thing a lot of them had in common 
was it was work. Yep. They've been through X amount of marriages because they're committed, not because of something else, because of work. Yep. And I always thought to myself, I can never let work be my issue. And I'm very communicative with them. And I'm talking my daughters, my wife, about things. And I ask them, I involve them. And so none of them work here or anything like that. But I just, you know, involve them here. I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? And not little stuff, but big stuff. They're parts of your life. They're yeah. parts of your life. Yeah. And so um. I like their input because they give me another perspective mm-hmm. of something that actually cares about me. And, and knows you. Yes. You know, so many people that even even friends of mine, you know, people that are very close, they don't really know me, know me. Like my wife knows me, like my daughter knows me. You know? Now's a very good time for me to talk to you about my friends at Bet Online. NBA, college basketball, it's all upon us. Plus, the NFL playoffs have begun. So now's as good a time as any to start placing some bets. And if you're going to place a bet, there's only one place to do it, and that's Bet Online. Game spreads, totals, teams, players, coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, my friends. You know what? It never closes. So do one thing now. Head to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. And sign up today. Bet Online, your online sports... <laughs> Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. You know, and uh, speaking of uh, chauvinism and patriarchy and all that, you know, like, I've I've never... I, I'm not just saying this to sound woke or anything, but I've never really... In my personal life, obviously, like I've seen strangers engage in in racism. I've never really like hung out or known people and have them do racist shit around me, even when blacks and Latinos are not around. I mean, I just it doesn't happen. I've been. I mean, maybe it's a product of living in LA my whole life or San Francisco, here and there. But I have absolutely had people in my life be wildly chauvinistic. And incredibly anti-Semitic. It'll just come up. And I'm like, dude, what did you say? Like, what? It, it and I, I was always curious because your name's Steve Zim. It doesn't, it, you're not, you're not Noah Goldstein. So people might not immediately know that you're Jewish. And I ever I was curious, like, have you ever just had people not know that you're a member of the tribe and then expose that? Because I do think that um Anti-Semitism is, is quietly very rampant in, in the country. It's rampant. And, uh, and since they don't know that my family's Latin, because yeah. I have an accent, I hear that. Yeah. So it, it's very interesting when you listen to people. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten more insulated in terms mm-hmm. of who I deal with. And so I have a very tight, close group of friends and that's kind of it. Yeah. And so I know them for 30 years, 40 years. You know, I know these people for a long time. And so I don't hear it from them. I hear it outside muttering. And a lot of people won't have kind of, I, I don't know, they, 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 won't, they won't say things to me. Mm-hmm. I, think they're, I don't play around like that. So it's not like I'm too open to it. But growing up, I grew up in Boston. Ooh. And so in Boston, 
in the 70s and 80s, yeah. let me tell you, you be Jewish or Latin there and see yeah. how that falls for you. You know, when you get people coming up to you, you know, I like you, even though. <laughs> Just straight up, straight up, yeah. Oh, straight up. Yeah, you're cool. You're one of the cool ones. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You know, it's and it's a whole thing. And, you know, even here, I hear, you know, places, uh, places don't hire people because of whatever. My gym is a rainbow coalition. I it sure mean, is. It, we got every, I never, ever, and I never understand when I heard the CEO did this or the CEO, I'm the CEO of this place. And I have never entered my mind, am I hiring somebody because their sexuality is this or this is this? I'm hiring the person who fits the job best. Yep. And, and I am very attracted to very different people. And I like that community. Yeah. It's all one way. It's super boring to me. I, I can relate completely because, you know, most people who meet me um, and because I have my, you know, I got my last name from my father who's, who's Irish. Yeah. Um, they don't know I'm Mexican, you know, I, I, I have it from my mom's side and I, I, you know, people probably think I'm, you know, Mediterranean or Italian or something when they first meet me. Um, and so I've definitely been like an undercover agent and people just say insane things, but it's never been, it's never ever been someone who I have as a part of my life. It's always been someone like who's yeah. cutting my hair or who is, I, I sit next to at a bar, you know, somewhere else in town. And um, so it, it, it's it's never been like that disappointing to me. It's just like, well, that that's that dude or that's that chick. But yeah. um, I always looked at it kind of almost like as a, as a little benefit because I got a really good litmus test of people oftentimes. It's like, I got a really good boot camp on who this chick or who this guy is. And I don't really need to, don't really need to hang out with that person anymore, you know? Yeah, it's it just, you know, life is way too short. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to educate anybody on anything. You know, if somebody says something stupid, I'm not going to get into some major argument with them. You know, I feel bad for them. If that's how they think of life and right. life getting them down, whatever, and they have the urge to discuss that with me, um, you know, it doesn't happen too often in my world, but, you know, you sit here and you're like, there's so much hate out there and so much, and it's, it's really self-hate at the end of the day. It's, they don't like themselves for some reason, and they're going to put it on you. Yeah. I always, when somebody says something to you and points a finger to you, look, there's three fingers pointing right back at them. <laughs> telling you everything you need to know. Yeah. Listen, they will tell you in a negotiation, to buy a building, to buy a house. Listen to what they have to say. They're telling you everything. You know, it's it's your decision. If somebody goes, you're a bad person, and you did this, and you did that, did you do that? If you didn't, maybe they're telling you something about themselves. Right. So that's that's what I always say. And so I, I really, I, I, I kind of just give them the Heisman. I just push it off, and I'm not going to I'm not gonna deal with that person. That person will not enter my world. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just not, I don't have time for it. I, I, uh, yeah, you know, it makes a lot of sense and I don't want to waste your time on political social yeah. nonsense, but it was, it was just something that was, I was always curious about because like I said, it I never really encountered that much, 
uh, you know, any most discrimination I didn't really encounter much in my life, if at all, in my personal circle. But that you know, the anti-Semitism stuff was like, you know, uh, not not often, but a handful of times I'd be like, dude, what? What you say? <laughs> really? Like that? That is. I don't know if I'm down with that. Um, in closing, uh, obviously a tighter U, Culver City, a very, very reputable, very well respected, and an, and a fantastic facility. And when the time comes when there is people who can freely go back to the gym in California, I encourage anyone uh, around Southern California to look at a tighter U in Culver City um, as a place to 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 train. But we are in the pandemic. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can't train with Steve Zim because of your new online training programs. Can you uh, can you tell me about it and tell people where they can get in touch with you? Yeah, we. So a few years ago, what happened was um, I was going to write another fitness book mm-hmm. and um, another workout book, and a bunch of actors and actresses said to me, "Oh, I'm going on location. What do I do? What do I do?" And I said. You know, I have a great idea. This is how I'm going to solve these issues. I'm going to create a platform, a website that's going to act like an app on your phone. So it's not an app. You don't go to the app store. You go to the website, and it's www.atumobile.com. And there's a questionnaire there. It's a long set of questions. So it's split up male, female, and each each, uh, gender has five body types. Then I ask you different questions in there. How often do you want to work out a week? What your fitness goal is? What your, what your level is today? And all this stuff. It goes through weight and everything, height, weight. And then once you finish that, you click. I put out a program for you for an entire month. And every month it keeps going. And it's like I told you before, it's planned out by your body type. So by you telling me this, I know pretty much exactly what you need to do every day, every week, every month to get you from point A to point B. And so you go on there and you pick either I'm going to work out at home today or I'm going to work out at the gym. So you can do this at home or you can do this at the gym. And there's a video for every single exercise. There's a video for every single stretch. And then you have your workout plan. I'm going to tell you to do one to three sets here, do a stretch for 30 seconds, on to the next exercise. And the thing about the exercises is they're always changing. I'm always hitting something different so that you develop. Like I told you before, it's very important to keep this going and keep developing your body and keep changing it. So I know what you've done day one, day two, day three, and so on. And it's either a three, four, or five day a week program. So you choose. And let's say this week you can only go three days, but you went five last week. You hit a button, boom, you get a three-day program for this week. And so it's it's always changing as you need it. And you will hit your goals that way. And it's really been incredible because the feedback's been great. And um, Fox, uh, Fox, uh, what's it, Fox and Friends just named it the best uh, fitness website and app out there. And, um, and we were on par with uh, what Apple just came out with which was their watch or something. So it was, you know, I was the only non-commercialized place on there. Um, and in the and he also explained that like this was completely different. One thing was very cardio-like, and mine was a combination of 
what cardio you're supposed to be doing, plus all the weights. Uh -huh. and so it, it's really cool because I'm able to sit here and train you without actually training you and without you having to pay what it costs to train with me one-on-one, but I'm training you one-on-one. And it's been really cool. People have been sending me before and after pictures. And it's, it's great because during the pandemic, you're home and you've got nothing to do right now. Boom, here you go. Here's a program that's forever changing. All you need at home to do it are resistance bands, a set of dumbbells, and a ball. One of those, you know, big gym balls. And the dumbbells don't have to be heavy. You can just have a set of fives or tens and you're good to go. Right. Um, and that's it. You don't need like, you know, five to 50, nothing like that. And you're going to get incredible results. And then you learn all the techniques I've developed to bring out the abs, to get the shoulders right, get the chest right, get the hips right, the glutes, hamstrings. And every time you work out, you can feel and see a difference. And it's really cool. And it's been so fun because people have been taking it all over. And there's several actors and actresses that are on location that have been texting me, look at this. And it's, it's been kind of very cool. And it so, is, it's incredibly well thought out and comprehensive. And I do encourage people, especially right now, um, in the time of, of COVID that you, you got to find things that help you erase the excuses because we all are faced with different sacrifices we're going to have to make. One of them, especially in California, is that we're not able to hit the gym like we would like to. So uh, atu.mobile.com or atu mobile? No, it's atu mobile, one word, atumobile.com. Okay, atumobile.com. I, I do uh, encourage people to to check it out and to put it to good use. And then um, even though the time may not be right now, you can always look at a tighter U, and that's the letter U, not the word U.com, a tighter U.com, to find out more not only about the gym itself and its services, but also all of the information about Steve and uh, the many books he's written um, are all there for you. And uh, as always, you know, this isn't the first time you and I have had the chance to do a podcast together, but I, I, I sincerely appreciate it. And I, uh, I, I wish you nothing but the best as a guy that I respect prof professionally and personally. Hey guys, I gotta tell you, this guy here is one of the most amazing people. I've known him for many, many years and I've watched Mike develop and, you know, he says, I'm a good dad. He's an incredible dad. And he is, he's like, I am, I watch. And I know that you have used to have crazy hours at work. Yeah. You change things to be a better parent. And you didn't even have to tell me that. I know what you did. And I, when I heard you were changing from this to this, and then your times are like this, I was like, wow, he's making time for his child. And that, that really, you took third position in your situation. Well, and I appreciate it. But the reality is, is that I, I just seem like such a good father because I have the same mental capacity as my six-year-old. I don't know what's going to happen when she's like 17. I could be just... You'll grow up. I will grow up, I promise. <laughs> I hope so. Thank you, Steve, for saying that. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for, for joining me today, man. Thank you, man. Have a great day. I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Take care. Thanks, dude. Thank that was you. awesome. Um, are we off? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, yeah. dude. That was really That was really awesome. Dude, you know what? We've never talked like that. Mm -hmm. It was really, it, it's, it's, you know, I, I think you're very similar to who, who, how I am. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I, I always love because you are in a you're you're surrounded by all these people. You go on all these sets, and I and I know how your wife is, and I, it's just a really you guys are awesome. And it's it's really you know a lot of people can get lost, mm -hmm. and and you know and I see how grounded you guys are always, and I'm always just like that's that's fantastic. Thank you, man. I I sincerely appreciate it. A lot of it is just I, I I maybe I did get lost at a certain point and then getting lost in it I realized it's not something I wanted so I found my way out you know yeah but that's that's part of the growing mm -hmm. that's part of the growing like when I was younger all I thought about was work 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 soon as my daughter came yeah I was like wait 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 a second what what do I do here hold on I got to change. And it was like, it was like a flash, it hit me. And then it was like, okay, how do I do this? How do I do this? And then during the pandemic, who helped me? My kids helped me. Exactly, yeah. It's the weirdest thing. They helped me actually with my business. Right. I wouldn't have done any Zooms had it not been for my daughters telling me, you gotta start doing Zooms. And now I have clients from all over the world. Right. It's like, but they're the ones who told me, dad, you better do this. And, and they're right, they were right, you know? Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I'll see you uh, probably see you tomorrow. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, I'll, I'll definitely let you know before I post it so that you can get your ducks in a row, okay? Okay, great. And tell Bianca I say hello. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Take care. And there you are. ATUMobile.com is how you can sign up and get involved with some online personal um Remote training with a very, very well-established, well-respected, super good guy. His name is Steve Zim. He is a Hollywood trainer, legit. Trains a lot of actors to get them ready for that role where they have to take their shirt off or be in a bikini. And he trains a lot of professional athletes, some of whom just won a World Series. <laughs> uh, he is Steve Zim. A tighter U, the letter U, is the um, name of the gym. And atumobile.com is, again, the service of online training. And also my Patreon, please. Uh, if you've ever thought, hey, I'd love to really pick this guy's brain. I'd love to have him be involved in my day-to-day -day life to help me with my fitness goals and my health goals and my nutrition, whatever it may be. I offer that now at my Patreon just visit my socials and check out the link or just go to Patreon and look for Mike Catherwood. And in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares, I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.